You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale. And uh, today's guest, I've heard him referred to as one of the smartest internet marketers you've never heard of. And after getting to know him over the past couple of years, I would I would tend to agree with that. Now, he's one of the founders and uh, what I call sort of the genius mind behind a company called Noble Samurai. And that company has been developing internet marketing software for online businesses for Oh, it's got to be close to a decade, and uh, one of the main pieces of software I, I can still continue to use on a weekly basis. I've trained thousands of people how to use it, and that's Market Samurai, one of the most popular and powerful keyword research tools available today. But today, we're not going to be talking about keyword research. Instead, we are going to be diving into a strategy that he has been immersed in for the last few years, and that is content marketing. So without further ado... I'd like to welcome Eugene Ware to the show. Eugene, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Derek. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, before we get started, just give me your background. Give me your story. How did you, how did you end up um, where you are today? How did you, you know, how did you get into this building internet marketing software and, and tools now that have literally hundreds of thousands of users? <laughs> That's a that's a that's a long story, but the uh, the short version kind of kind of goes like um, I'm actually from a software development background, um, and uh, you know yeah, you know went through the whole dot com boom and worked in Silicon Valley and did a did a bunch of uh, bunch of that kind of stuff, and um, then one day I read the book uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad and thought, hang on, I was working for other people, sort of thing that kind of sucks, and um, I should probably use my skills towards sort of creating products. Um, so I did that and failed like miserably, <laughs> um, and then real, re- realized that this uh, the missing sort of part of the formula, so to speak, was you know you can have the world's best product um, in the world, but without good sales and good marketing, um, you know all that sort of counts for nothing. So I then sort of embarked on a very long, long journey um, on sort of you know learning sort of copywriting and sales and marketing and online marketing. Um, and um, that basically put me on the yeah on on the road that uh, took me to build um, products like uh, like Market Samurai. And the story behind Market Samurai was you know just that uh, was in that kind of pursuit of um, okay how do I um, create a product that's going to sell? And part of that um, the answer to that was you know, doing some really really good uh, market research. And uh, the result of that is the um, yeah the Market Samurai product that uh, a lot of people know and love. Yeah, and and uh, when did you first launch Market Samurai? Whew, goes back and it it, um, it launched to the public in two thousand and eight. Um, but but we the sort of technology and the ideas behind it, um, you know, were developed years and years um, before then. We actually had an internal tool that we we're using for a bunch of you know SEO consulting and also just internal stuff for internal projects and stuff that we were doing. So yeah. It's- Wow, you know, in in this world of of online marketing, a piece of software that still exists after seven years that is still being updated, it's still one of the best out there. Uh, Honestly, I think that's just a reflection on what you've created in your company because, you know, you've been in this industry long enough. I've watched most software 
you know, has a, a very short lifespan before either they get bored of it, um, it, you know, it dies off or it just stops getting updated. And, 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 you know, I found that amazing even today, you know, here in my office, you know, I was hooking up one of my team members with Market Samurai where, you know, we use it all the time. And, uh, you know, so I just want to give you a kudos because that's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible what you guys have created there. And uh, I wish more software companies operated like you did in terms of not just software quality, but your support as well. So, um, yeah, so th- there you go. Um, just want to talk you up a little bit there because I think you guys have created uh, oh. some awesome stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. I mean, one thing I actually uh, left out of my story was the very, very first exposure to internet marketing, internet marketing courses was um, your and, and um, um, Corey's uh, internet uh, insider secrets course. Oh, so wow. that's actually how I, I got started in uh, in uh, yeah the whole online marketing. So that was kind of our little Bible. <laughs> we had the huge folder and worked through it. And we learned about email marketing and autoresponders and all you know the, the stuff that we still use today. So yeah. talk about being around, around for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, so okay, so let's dig in here. Now, over the past year, you've been focused on content marketing and uh, developing solutions for marketers using content marketing. And we're going to, you know, we'll talk about that later in the tool you've created. But uh, what I really want to do here on this interview is dig into your uh, wealth of knowledge on content marketing, what you've learned developing this software, working with different content marketers. And so let's just start at the beginning. Um, just to make sure everybody listening who's is on the same page. So uh, here's one simple question to start with, with and, and that is, you know, what is content marketing and, and why does it matter? Okay. So content marketing, I really, these days, I actually think just is marketing. I think it's what marketing has evolved to, to be. So, um, you know, uh, Content marketing is instead of, um, say, doing a lot of paid advertising and running ads and you know all the sort of traditional form, forms of marketing and sales. It's actually, you know, um, basically entering into a um, a conversation with your marketplace and looking at well, what are the pain points, what are the things that my target market is interested in, and putting out really really fantastic um, content that you know addresses um, those those questions. Um, um, and uh, attracting, you know, your target marketing and creating a relationship, uh, you know, so that they become familiar with, with you and they, they create that, that trust with you as a, um, as a, as a company and as a brand, um, which then sort of opens up the, the room to um, talk about your products and services um, in relation to answering the, their, their problems. So probably could put a bit more concisely, but that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. So it's very different. It's often referred to as, as part of inbound marketing, which is instead of, you know, it's, it's, it's the customer looking for problems and finding you as opposed to kind of you going out there necessarily and, and finding your, your customers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it is uh, definitely a, a, the core segment, I think, of inbound marketing. And that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to define it is because there's so many marketing terms out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it can be difficult to figure out which is which. Now, here's, uh, you know, the number one challenge that I see people facing with content marketing today. And that's this. Now, if we go back 
in time, you know, back to the early days of when we were starting off, content was really about, you know, writing an article. That was it, really. I mean, you know, you'd write an article, you'd yeah. post on your website. And in those, in the early, early days, you know, it wasn't even a blog. It was literally a page, right? And and so it was really just about written content. But now uh, what's happened over the past, I'm going to say really it's been the last five to seven years, there's all these different mediums to push your content out over. So it's no longer about just an article. You can do everything from videos to, uh, to you know, slide sharing to images to all these different things. So what people are running into now is how do I leverage all these platforms uh, efficiently and still have time to, you know, like sleep and eat, right? Because it's, you know, there's so many different types of content you can create. So... Um, you know, let's start with, uh, I guess, another general question related to this. And that is, as a small business or a solo entrepreneur with limited resources, uh, how can you be successful with content marketing? How can you, how can you leverage all these platforms? What, what, as you see it, are the keys to success with content marketing? Okay. So I think... Um, I think the very first thing, uh, just with content marketing, I won't spend too much time in it, but it's 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 kind of the bedrock that content marketing is built on. Is I think the first thing is quality, right? And it's one of the pivots I think that's kind of happened over the last, you know, as I said, for five years, is that a lot of people used to just um, uh, produce lot of text-based articles for their websites and try to effectively game the search engines, you know, write content for search engines as opposed to human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that just doesn't work anymore um, and certainly not as effectively as it did, you know, sort of 10, ten years ago. Um, so, you know, you need to write content for human beings and have super high-quality content that's really, really engaging for people. Um, and, you know, and that this actually gets measured now. It gets measured by the search engines. It gets measured by YouTube and all the different kind of platforms and Facebook, you know, if, you, if people aren't actually actively engaging uh, with your content, liking your content, watching your content, spending lots of time with your content, then that's a massive signal to all the different platforms out there that your content is not very good and therefore they don't rank it so highly. So that's, that's kind of the bedrock. Um, so, you know, because I, I know a lot of people, particularly in the internet marketing space, um, you know, are still sort of in this, um, when they look to apply what we're going to talk about in terms of applying leverage to their content, they effectively just take the same rubbishy content that they've been producing in the past and then just trying to, you know, spew it out all over the internet and effectively spam the web and sort of clog up the, the tubes, as they say. Um, so that's, you know, you need to start with the basis of quality. So I won't harp on that sort of, you know, anymore. But um, that being said, once, you know, if you've actually got, so really, really, you've got something to say, you've got some really good quality content, then I think as an individual who doesn't have a lot of time, doesn't have a lot of money and wants to be everywhere and um, wants to get the best, the best bang for buck, I think the key thing is being really, really smart about your content and, and um, looking at how can I get the maximum bang for buck for my content. So for example, so, so to take sort of a single piece of content and be able to, sort of um, quickly turn that into video, into audio, into text and blog posts because that still stuff still works. 
um, into um, slide decks and things, but do that in intelligent, um, uh, in intelligent way. So one of the ways that you can kind of do that, you can do this absolutely um, kind of today. Um, there's kind of two ways to, to, to go about it. I guess I'll talk about the traditional way of doing this. It's probably what, you know, um, uh, what, what you, yourself and a lot of people and certainly what I've come from, my background has sort of been in today in terms of how it's traditionally done, I guess, and I'll talk about how, um, you know, a smart way to kind of go about it today. So, so traditionally, um, what you can kind of do is you could like say you've got an idea for an article and if you want to be like super leveraged about it, you can like do like a little mind map or some bullet points or something and just um, effectively record yourself, um, re- you know, talking about a particular topic. If you're, if you're the expert about the topic, this is a really, really great way to, to um, come up with uh, uh, really, really good content. So you would, um, you know, go through a mind map or some bullet points about the content, record yourself um, doing that. Then you can take that recording, get it transcribed. You might even get um, an outsourcer to edit that transcription into a really high quality article for you. So now you've got the audio, you've got the text, you might uh, get an outsourcer to add some some images and stuff for that blog post. You might get an outsourcer to go and then take that um, uh, that that edited um uh, article and even turn that into a PowerPoint presentation, for example, with lots of pretty kind of images. Um, and then you might even get an outsourcer to take that uh, that PowerPoint presentation and the audio and time them together and create a video. And so, from a single input of you spending a few minutes, you know, recording um, yourself talking about a topic, you know, through leveraging systems and outsources and those kinds of uh, systems, you can take that single piece of content, you can end up with audio, a blog post, um, you know, a slide deck, which you can upload to SlideShare, you end up with with uh, video that can go to YouTube and 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 then you can also build up systems for your um, your your team, you're outsourcing your team or people from Fiverr, whoever, however um, you're getting this done, to then syndicate that stuff to be in all places. So that that's kind of the traditional way, and I call that the um, the top-down sort of approach, which is you know starting with uh, you know you as the expert and just recording in a in a very um, uh, you know very, very sort of quick way getting this stuff and then sort of going to your outsources and, and then getting content there. So that, that, that's, that's the traditional way and, um, uh, you know, that, that, and it's still an excellent way, particularly if, you, if you've got money and you don't have um, uh, a lot of time. It's, it can be a very, very highly leveraged way to get content out. So that, that's starting with... Um, you know, um, effectively some bullet points or, you know, an article or something and, and you effectively producing content from audio. Um, but the, the downsides of that is that it does, it does take a bit of money. You know, you do mm-hmm. need to, and um, you know, to pay all the, the, your team members or, or, or do this kind of stuff yourself. Um, you know, it's the other way to do it. I wouldn't recommend it doing it yourself. It takes, you know, it's not a very good use of your time. You're better off using, using the money um, to, um, to get that sort of stuff done and you need to find people and train them up and build the systems and, you know, you're building this kind of pipeline. It does take some, some time. Yeah. It, so, sorry, yeah. I, I was, was going to... No, chime get, get in there. And, I was going to chime in there and say, yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. Um, and, you know, I, I'll just give an example. Effectively, you know, that's what 
I do with this podcast, right? So, you know, for everybody that's listening, you know, what Eugene's talking about here, first of all, just to summarize, it's about, you know, taking one piece of content and building a process that takes that content and leverages it by pushing it out across multiple different mediums and multiple different formats. And so just to sort of share an example with this podcast, after this podcast is done, I take the raw recording, I give it to the team, the team takes it, they transcribe it, that transcription then turns into an article, the article then has graphics created for it, we convert it to a video file, we put it out on YouTube, it heads out to SoundCloud, it heads out to iTunes, we embed it on the website, so all those elements. Now, the one downside, as Eugene just said, there is a cost to doing that. Um, but I mean, you can do it relatively cost effectively, but it, it, it does, it does take time. Now, uh, now I, I, I'm writing some questions down here as we go and I, I don't want to derail where you're at because, yeah, sure. because this is, this totally. is, this is awesome. And, and I mean, I, you're just, you're just spewing good content everywhere, <laughs> like good information. I want to take one step back though. And I want to talk about quality for a second. And uh, because you started talking about quality and I think quality is one of those um, areas that really uh, gets people caught up and stuck because, you know, first of all, let me ask you a question. How do you create quality? What do you consider quality? I think, I think there's different, there's different um, aspects to it. Okay. So I think the um, I think the key well, I think the ultimate thing about quality is that you know you actually deliver somewhere an outcome you know that people that are engaging with your content you know they they had a problem and after you know engaging with that content you've solved that problem you've answered that kind of question so that I think that is the you know that's kind of the bare bones sort of side about quality and then mm-hmm. on top of that then you can overlay some other dimensions such as you know um, like passion, you know, if you're passionate about even just the most, I know there's a guy who's like on, on the web who is passionate about raising chickens in his backyard. It sounds like it's a kind of crazy thing, but he's totally into that, right? Yeah. And he creates all these videos and these courses and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you see this guy's content and this passion just, you know, it just exudes like in all the content. And part of that, that makes it really, really engaging because he actually kind of cares about, you know, the the stuff that, that he's doing. Um, and and he injects, part of passion is also being be able to inject your personality into it. And, you know, you, you, you are, you know, everyone is unique, and the degree to which you can inject your personality, your style into your content can really, really lift it and really feel like there's a real person behind this content that is interesting, that you want to get to know, that you that engenders that engenders trust. Um, and then I guess the the last point, which is probably why people get kind of hung up a little bit about it, is um, to do with uniqueness, right? And so, like a lot of um, you know. Yeah, just just being different, having a slightly different take on something, um, you know, and uh, like one of the things which, uh, you know, our mutual friend Steve McKnight, um, who's into property investing, real estate investing, um, uh, when he first sort of got into online, I mean, his particular slant or tilt towards sort of content was positive cash flow investing, which probably sounds really silly to a lot of you American investors because everything seems to be positive cash flow over there. <laughs> but in, in Australia, everything's negative cash flow. You know, we call it negative gearing over here. And, um, you know, that was his like unique sort of tilt or angle um, on it. So I think that they're the different kind of dimensions um, about it. But I think, um, um, 
you know, the, the aspects of passion and personality and things, uh, I think are really, I think anyone can bring that to content, uh, particularly, and I, I think if you're in business and you're not passionate about what you do, it's going to be really, really hard to, to do that. And I think that's one of the advantages of using like a platform um, such as video. Like I, you know, what, what I talked about how, you know, what, one of the things I studied very early on, I think it's super important, is, is copywriting. And I still believe that every piece of content that you create is a sale. You know, you're you're not might you might not be selling them to buy your product, but you, you're selling them to spend their time to read your content. And that is people's time is actually more valuable, you know, than um, you know than money um, uh, in a lot of contexts. So I think you know you need to sell them on that. And so. Originally, when you when it came to writing articles and things, I was very very focused on almost writing it like a sales letter. You know, trying to make it engaging, short sentences. You know, opening with kind of questions and you know keeping the flow going through the article and that kind of stuff. And that you know that whole copywriting thing and that writing thing is you know it, it's it's a skill. It's really hard to learn to do, you know to do that kind of effectively. One of the awesome things about video and audio, um, and you can tell that if you're listening to this podcast, is that you've got your voice behind mm-hmm. it, right? And with your voice, you can convey, a, you know, excitement or, you know, uh, or anger or, or emotion, you know. And so you can convey your, your, you know, your emotion and your passion and your personality just through your voice. You don't need to be an incredible copywriter anymore. You can just speak you know, with passion, and you know, if, and if you're talking about something that you're passionate about, that'll just happen naturally. So a lot of the copywriting aspects are still important, but they're less so um, if you actually care, passionate about your product. So that's a very, very long answer to no, to, it, to, to, to qual- quality, but uh, it, yeah. it was it was a it was a huge answer, but it was a, it was a perfect answer. And you know, a couple couple things I I want to just re-highlight there because I see this happen all too often. You know, somebody creates content just for the sake of creating the content and maybe it does provide an outcome, but there's absolutely zero personality or zero voice in it. And it's like reading a textbook. Okay. And so, you know, personality is so important. If you want people to really engage with your content, engage with your business, having a personality or a voice in your content is super, super critical. Now, you know, one of the, one of the other points I kind of want to bring up here, because this is one of the, the roadblocks I see people hit is realizing that every piece of content you write does not need to be original thought. All right. And this this is the this is the mistake I see so many people make as they start off and they're like, okay, I gotta write a blog post. You know, what like groundbreaking, earth-shattering thing am I going to write about? And you know, they're afraid to um, you know, reuse content or, you know, just to to talk about stuff that's already being talked about. And and so, you know, if I could throw one piece of advice out there for people that are creating content, there's a ton of different ways to create content, to leverage other people's content, to take a, you know, an article and, and rewrite it in your own voice or your own opinion or give an opinion on something. Um, so I, I guess one of the messages I want to throw out there for those people that are just starting down the content marketing road, uh, don't overthink the complexity of the content that you are creating um, because it doesn't have to be super complex and having an outcome is, is super key. And to what you said there, Eugene, uh, I, I think an outcome, it, you know, that solves a problem, keep it simple, keep it focused on one outcome. And then also 
tying in different copywriting principles, right? You know, again, people are like, well, I, I don't want to sell in my article. I don't want to sell in my in my uh, my blog post, and that's fine. But look, here's my theory: if you create a good piece of content that somebody lands on your website, they engage with it, they read it, they feel like they got some value out of it, and then you don't give them any other steps to learn more, to be part of something, to engage with you, whether it's an opt-in or subscribe to a podcast or or whatever that may be, you're you're doing them a disservice. So absolutely, you know, there needs to be some level of uh, a call to action at the end to engage more. And so for everybody listening, like, you know, don't worry about not selling because you're not. You're, if you're giving people value for free, they're going to want to engage with you more. And that's where you need to get them over the line to take that next step of engagement with you. And back to your point, Eugene, this is where, you know, a lot of these copywriting principles do come into place. But the other thing I couldn't agree with you more on is when you're doing it through audio or video, it becomes much, much easier. Doing it with just words is so much more difficult than, as you said, doing it with video or audio where we get to convey emotion and, and people can feel excitement as opposed to just trying to express it through words. So anyway, I, I wanted to go back to quality because, again, quality I think is misunderstood. People think it has to be some groundbreaking um, – Every piece of content has to be original thought, and, 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 and that's not what we're talking about when it comes to quality, right? We're talking about good quality, good outcome, passion, personality, stuff like that. So, okay, so back to what you were talking about, Eugene, and, uh, yeah. and so let's step back forward because we we, you were sort of in that whole leverage um, uh, arena, okay, and how to, how to leverage content. And so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out what point I, I, I pulled us back. Do you recall? Yeah, so I think we we're talking about uh, there was kind of two ways to go around sort of about leverage. And, um, you know, and one is to kind of, kind of record the content, you know, like from an audio or, or video. Like we certainly do this. You know, it's a really, really great way to create products, you know, do a little mini sort of seminar and just, you know, go through some course materials and then, you know, you've got the video and you can kind of chop that up and to turn that into like a product, all that, that, that kind of stuff. But effectively starting, starting with audio or video as the, the initial way to record and capture that kind of content and then have a pipeline to turn that into video and audio and text and blogs or even products and DVDs or, you know, what, whatever. Um, that's, that's kind of the traditional pipeline. And we, I still use that. A lot of people still use that. I think it's super, super effective. And if you are, if you are the expert, like I think it is a super, and, 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 you, and you're very comfortable about, um, you know, talking like through points and, 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 you know, you've got those kind of skills, then I highly recommend that. That's the, I, I call it the top-down approach. The, the second approach, which um, I think is really interesting, is rather than starting with audio and video initially and then going through that pipeline, is um, taking starting with text. So it's starting with an article. It could be an article that you've written. If you're the product expert, an article your team has written or you've you know, got an outsourcer um, to do. But you start with the, the same kind of high-quality content but in, as text and looking at how can I um, d- apply a pipeline to that text to turn that into both audio and and video and slides and that kind of thing, um, and it's, and it seemed so like 
so let's just talk about how you do how you would do that. So you you take your article it could be a blog post that's already on your blog or an article, right? And then you might read, um, you know, you might record the audio of yourself reading out the article. Okay, great. Now you've got the now you've got the audio. Um, it probably is actually going to be better audio because if you start with a um, if you start with the you know a nicely sort of formatted article, then you don't have all the ums and the ahs and all that kind of stuff. Maybe a bit less personality, but you know if it's your if it's your article, it's not a problem, right? And then you you might take that text and then you might use that text or the, the key points of, of that text and t- take turn that into um, a PowerPoint slide deck. Right, um, and you know, create some nice images and format some text to make it really nice and, and, and pretty, right? And then you can time that audio to that um, that PowerPoint presentation, and then you get your video. Uh, you've got your PowerPoint deck, so you've got your slides, so you can uh, leverage that into SlideShare and those kind of platforms. So you've done, you've accomplished the same thing, but you've started with um, text as the sort of the, the initial kind of input. Uh, and then you put it through this pipeline to get all these kind of all these other artifacts that you can be all over the um, the place um, as well. Now the interesting thing is if you um, if you do that, um, there's a you know there's a lot of advantages. Uh, one is that you can actually automate that. Um, that entire pipeline, um, so you can, you know, have a, uh, you, you know, you can write some software to take that that um, that that article and to break it up and to create slides, and you can, um, you know, select images um, and record audio and video, and you can actually get create some software to automate that, which is what we did uh, with our product called sort of content samurai and so that the you don't need to use the the software to do that because it's exactly the same sort of process um but that that's that's the interesting thing if you go about it from the other way awesome okay so so basically we've got a couple different strategies processes that you've walked people through for for creating content across all those different sort of mediums and so now Let's let's shift gears again, and let's talk about uh, once you've created that content. Uh, you know, yes. it used to be about just throwing it up on your website. Yes, but it, you know that's not the case anymore. It's really no. about distribution and getting it out there in front of as many eyeballs as possible on all these different platforms. And it, God, it feels like every day there's a new bloody platform popping up that we have to start paying attention to. Um, so. Distribution, people that are you know that are starting out. I've created my I've created my article. I've used this strategy that you've you've shared with us, whether it's top down or bottom up. Um, I've created a piece of content. Now, what do I do with it? Okay, so it used to be in the old days that you know you'd put all your content on your own website and then kind of build it, and they will come sort of mentality. And you know that still works to a degree, but you know that's if you're doing that that you're missing out on a huge, huge slice of the, of the pie, of the, of the traffic pie. Uh, these days, what you want to do is you want to go to where people are. Where are people spending their time? And that means being on all these different various um, social networks. It means being on YouTube and, you know, um, and Vimeo and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and all these kind of different platforms out there. So be where the traffic sort of is. And, and the way I look at 
con uh, content is that you're creating an asset, right? It's, you're doing this, th this bit of work once and hopefully you're doing it in a leveraged way so you can have all these different bits of you know, audio and, uh, and video. Um, and uh, so, yeah, do doing the work once. Right, and then over time, you know that that um, that asset that you build is going to be paying you back through traffic, through sales. Um, so, the uh, sorry, I'm just having a few computer problems here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I was recording. I was recording stuff here. I've just filled up my hard disk. So, yeah, oh, good, we're all, we're all <laughs> good, awesome. You know what, guys? It's an organic interview. This is what happens. Technical, te technical issues. And the, uh, yes. the IT genius just filled up his hard drive. <laughs> Let's see how quickly he can solve it. <laughs> That's right. I think we're good now. I think we're good now. So, okay. uh, so, so one way to think about this, and I guess, um, and this, again, this is just the way I kind of think about it, is if you ask yourself, why is, you know, why is Microsoft or Apple one of these huge tech companies, why are they so, um, why are they worth billions and billions of dollars, right? There's obviously a lot of answers depending on, you know, your kind of perspective about this. The, when I actually studied this, um, this in terms of business strategy, the, the one way I, I like to look at it is that, you know, say a company like Microsoft, um, you know, they got on, they were able to capture a percentage of, say, the desktop PC market um, years and years and years ago, you know, go, you know, in the in the 80s and stuff, and and whatever that percentage they were able to keep, um, you know, in Microsoft it was a very very large percentage, but even if it was 30 or kind of 40 percent of you know that market. Um, at, if they were able to keep that same percentage, but the entire market grew exponentially, then suddenly their their business, which is worth hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars, would um, you know be would grow with the market to become billions of, of of dollars, right? So the and if you look at any you know multi billion dollar sort of company, that that story is you know is there, like you know Airbnb and all these kind of platforms, right? They 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 start out really, really small and capturing a percentage of that particular market. And as that market grows exponentially, right, they get to benefit from that. And that's what venture capitalists and all that kind of stuff do is they're looking for people to create startups in exponentially growing markets that can have the potential to become a billion-dollar sort of business, right? So using that sort of principle, that's actually um, why it's important to be on all these kind of different platforms. Because if you got, got into, yeah, even, even say Google, right? Google, even when Google was um, really, really, um, uh, you know, young and not many people knew about it, if you had a really, really great website with great content and, um, you know, and you, you know, um, uh, were the best piece of content on a particular kind of keyword, you know, uh, over time, then, um as more and more people come on the internet, right? If you if you're able to hold that number one position uh, on on Google for that particular keyword, then as more people people come on the internet, you exponentially get more traffic. Isn't that awesome, right? Mm. Right. And um, the and same thing with say Pinterest or face you know Facebook or any of these kind of platforms. If you get in early. Right, and you establish yourself as a platform, um, you know, as a as an authority kind of in in that space. Then, as the platform grows, so does your traffic grow. That's why it's important to get onto some of these newer platforms that might seem small now, because in in you know five years time they will become huge, massive um, platforms. So that's the idea of kind of riding the exponential curve, right? 
So often with a lot of these um, with these platforms, there again, there's, there's kind of a trust algorithm algorithm that's built in. So, for example, for YouTube, right? If you if you get a if you become a very very highly ranked um, video in YouTube, then you have millions and millions of views. You have lots and lots of likes. You've got lots and lots of comments. All these things, and and, and you know, obviously, you've got an engaging video. People are watching your video, um, and. What happens is that that signals to to YouTube and its algorithms, hey, you know, there's a lot of trust behind this thing. You know, people are engaged, and over time, getting in early and having a piece of content that's really engaging over a long period of time becomes an asset. becomes almost like that first mover advantage, where that you you know you establish yourself, um, and that that asset that you build becomes more valuable sort of um, over over time. And particularly getting in early on a lot of these emerging platforms there is that kind of early move advantage it doesn't mean you need to be the first person on the block no it doesn't because you can look at it well you know if in my market or my you know in my niche um, if there isn't really a lot of people producing this quality content this stuff that we just talked about right if I'm that person that's doing that and I'm doing and I'm putting out lots of content on high quality kind of content then uh, like it's effectively I am the first mover in that that in, in in that market, and if I'm doing and I've and if I'm answering all these kind of different questions in my market, and I've, and I've written down all the questions that people are asking, and I've produced bits of content around that, then those things that, that I won't have a lot of competition. My content will be super engaging, and my content will be everywhere. My content will be on all these different platforms, and as those all those platforms they grow exponentially over time. As they grow and more people come on the internet, then my traffic kind of grows. So that is why distribution is super important, right? Is is that if you just limited yourself to just putting your content on on your website, you're going to miss out on all that exponential growth um, and that's and that's this is where all the traffic is now you may need to funnel them to your website you know um, that's another kind of discussion but that's why um, yeah that's why it's important to be everywhere so okay so uh, and that's a great answer now let's just leverage off the last thing you said there and that is you know getting them to your website or getting them to do something right so th- this brings yes. us to the mo- the monetization monetization question that's a mouthful uh, you know ha- you're creating this content and it's not because you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart there is a um, there's a business case for it and the business case is to generate more new leads and customers for your business so what are some of your tips for monetizing content effectively Okay, so I think the I think fundamentally everyone needs to be in the business of building a list. <clears throat> you know, I've seen so many platforms sort of come and go, and the <clears throat> and you know having run running a software which uh, produces software that uh, in the SEO market, I've seen algorithms come and algorithms kind of go right. Um, and ultimately, if you are playing in someone else's playground. Um, in, you know, whether it's YouTube or Google, someone else owns you know that that kind of platform. Then you're you know all that all that needs to happen is they need to change an algorithm, or they need to change you know or cancel your account or something like that, and you've lost all that kind of work and all that kind of benefit. 
So the ultimate asset I think that every business person needs to build is their own email list. Like that email list is the thing that you own, that you control, that could take away everything from you. Um, and again, this, you know, this is speaking from you know, uh, myself and Derek have been around for a while, right? We've seen yeah. things come and go. The thing that we keep going back to is, you know, is your list, right? Um, so I think the definitely part of um, any sort of content marketing strategy is how do you leverage that content to to basically build an email subscriber list. I mean, you should, you, there's lots of other things you can do as well, but I think fundamentally that is, you know, you should be trying to work that into your strategy somewhere. So I think different ways to, to kind of do that, um, I think is, you know, part of... Um, you know, uh, part of producing content is to deliver on the promise, but you know, effectively direct them somewhere else if they want more information. is is a is one way to do this, and to say, hey, if you like this 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 video or like this article or you know, or, or whatever it is, yeah, you know, you know, uh, go to my website for more information and. When they go to the website, there's some kind of opt-in process or some kind of uh, way to basically get people's um, email address. Once you've got their email address, then you can obviously put them into some kind of you know um, engagement or marketing sequence to to monetize them. So that that's probably the, you know in terms of overall general advice, that's kind of where I'd um, push them. There are a lot of different business models around sort of content marketing, but probably for the people on um, you know on you know, listening to this podcast, that's probably what I would recommend. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I tend to agree is, is, you know, especially when you're drawing cold people in, going straight for the sell um, is probably not always the best bet. You want to grab that email address first. So, so I, I think that's really valuable advice. Now, we're starting to, we're, 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 we're running out of time here. And uh, so I, I want to turn our attention to and, and just talk briefly about the solution that you've created. And and again, you know, my podcasts aren't about about pitching software and stuff like this, but I love the solution that you've created, um, which I think will take a lot of the pain out of creating content across numerous different mediums. So, um, Give us a you know the the the, the sixty second overview of of content samurai and how people can leverage that to make this entire process easier. Okay, so co- content samurai basically is software that we wrote basically solve our own problems, which was we were doing a lot of videos uh, and, and doing a lot of sales videos, and we were just sick of spending all this time and money um, creating creating videos uh, when when you know we worked at you know when we saw that a lot of it can be automated effectively, a lot of the grunt work and things. We found ourselves making um, uh, yeah spending a lot of time picking images and creating slides and all that sort of stuff that we talked about earlier. And so we decided to automate it. So what Content Samurai is basically allows you to go from an article to a video in a very, very short amount of time. For a lot of people, that can be 15 minutes or half an hour, hour, um, but go to really nice, you know, professional looking and sounding video in a very, very short amount of time um, with just, you know, with uh, a little bit of interaction. So basically, Content Samurai, what you do is you put in your, um, your article as text, um, and then we'll take that article and we'll break that up and create a slide deck for you. 
Um, and there's all these different layouts and things that you can kind of choose. Um, and then what we've done is we've made it really easy for you to find really, really great images for, um, for these slides. So we integrate with all the, you know, with Flickr and Google Images and stuff. And it's just really, really simple. You can go in there and, and quickly find images for your presentation and you can mark it up and, and make it look really pretty, really, really fast. Then one of the things that's really annoying if you've ever done uh, any of this sort of stuff before is recording audio because if you try and record something and you mess it up, then you have to kind of stop and you know fix it up and edit the audio and all that kind of stuff. So what we've done is we've um, built the audio recording into Content Samurai. So we record audio at one sentence at a time. So it means if you mess up the sentence, you just re-record that sentence and you know, there's no editing or anything that you kind of need to do. So you basically go through and then just record each sentence in your article. So you've got your audio, boom, right? And then we've actually got this kind of crazy technology that does, um, that if, if you, again, if you've ever done any of this video stuff yourself, you spend a lot of time sort of timing, like your, you know, your slide, you know, changing from slide one to slide two at the right time, that kind of stuff, that's really, really annoying uh, to do. So we have got this voice recognition algorithm that'll actually listen to you speak and because it's got the text and then automatically um, aligns the, um, the audio and, and the video and the slides to the script. Um, so that just, again, that saves, you know, hours of time doing that. And then we generate a video from that, um, from that kind of input. And so we have, it's just, it's kind of this, yeah, this five-step process. Um, but uh, again, you can just put article sort of in the uh, input and uh, the output is a, an awesome video. And, and, you know, I just, I just want to throw something in there. And again, you know, my podcasts aren't a, aren't a sales pitch, but when I see a tool that I like, I, you know, I got, I got to throw, throw a plug in there for it. And, you know, one of the things I said to, said to you that I just want to share with the listeners here, um, before we actually started this podcast was, um, one of the things that I was absolutely blown away by with this piece of software is I went in there and created a video, uh, without, Actually, taking one of my articles, an existing article off my website, plugged it in, created a video, and I didn't have to read one help document. Uh, you know, I didn't have to watch one training video. It was so intuitive. And, you know, the fact is, guys, I'm always looking for ways to um, to effectively get more time back. I mean, if there's one thing as an entrepreneur, particularly if you're a small business owner that is a truly, uh, you know, finite resource, that's time. And time has a lot of value to it. So if I can, if I can find a tool that's going to save me an hour a week, two hours a week, four hours a week, whatever that is, that has real tangible value to me. And this allows you to convert existing content to video uh, at a rate that um, there's no other way to do it that is as quick and painless as this. So um, again, I think if it's something that you're uh, you know going down that road of content marketing, you and if you have a bunch of existing articles and blog posts on your website, that's the place to start. You can take these and start plugging them into a tool like con into Content Samurai and start creating these video articles quite quickly. And, uh, you know, when I was looking at this tool, it was one of those tools I looked at and went, ah, you know what, 
I could teach somebody how to do this for me. So I could take one of my, you know, my team of contractors and I could have them doing this for me as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a great tool to, to start capitalizing on this, on content marketing, distributing across multiple platforms, which I see a lot of people not doing effectively. So, uh, anyway, Eugene, there's my, uh, there's my, <laughs> my plug for content samurai because I see huge value there. And, and uh, on that note, um, I, you know, I, again, Eugene, I just want to say thank you for uh, spending time here. And again, if people want to actually get more information, uh, what's the best URL to go to? Um, just uh, contentsamurai.com. If you want to find more information about uh, Content Samurai, I've got a video there it'll, on the homepage. It'll sort of walk you through sort of what it does and how it works. Fantastic. And uh, Noble Samurai as well, they can see all the products you've developed as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. So noble, N-O-B-L-E, samurai.com. So Eugene, thank you very much for your time today. My absolute pleasure, Derek. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Um, again, that was uh, definitely an information-packed episode. Lots of, uh, lots of strategies you can take away there to start um, leveraging content marketing, but also uh, optimizing your time and how effectively you're doing it and uh, getting the most out of the time you're putting into creating content. And uh, again, as per usual, any of the URLs that we mentioned here will be included in the show notes on entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast and uh, i want to thank you very much for your time today and uh, if you like what you hear please leave us a rating on itunes or on soundcloud and uh, thank you very much we will see you in the next episode you're listening to the entrepreneur ignited podcast where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money now here's your host Derek gale